Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So we are in a series um, where I take the purpose statements of the church, there's four of them, and I break those down. And um, so we've talked about purpose statement number one, know God. We are in purpose statement number two, and that is find freedom. And I will wrap that up today. We'll put a bow on that and be done uh, today with find freedom. I want to remind you of some scriptures that we've talked about in the, in the find freedom uh, purpose statement. 2 Corinthians 3.17. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's a beautiful word that the New King, New King, New King James says, liberty. <laughs> That's hard to get out. It says liberty. Uh, the Lord set you free. You're free indeed, okay? John 8, 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Galatians 5, 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. I love the first part of that. It is for freedom that he set you free. And I pray today you're walking in it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. I, made, I, I read this statement last week. Uh, Chris Kane in her book, Unashamed, makes this statement. Being set free and walking in freedom are not the same thing. Being set free was done for us by Jesus on the cross, but walking in freedom is what we must choose to do for ourselves each day. We know that. Christ set us free at the cross. At Calvary, he set you free when he bore your sins on the cross. If you're today a believer, a born-again child of the king, you've been saved, scripturally baptized, my friend, you have been set free. Now the deal is you got to walk in that freedom. you got to walk in that freedom. And remember, we talked about the past and how often it wants to speak. So I want to invite you to your word. Got a lot of scripture today. Psalm 51 Psalm 51, if you'll go there, this is, um, this is David's account. Nathan has come to David, uh, good accountability here, good brother. Uh, he came to him about what David did um, with Bathsheba. You remember David sinned again with Bathsheba, and this is the conversation uh, or basically the prayer of repentance from David. Verse one, have mercy upon me, O God, according to, to your loving kindness, according to the multitudes of your tender mercies. Brought out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in the sight, that you have found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. 
Behold, I brought forth iniquity, and in my sin of my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in my inward parts, and have hit in my hidden parts you will make me known your wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me, make me hear joy and gladness that the bones that you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my, transgre- my, my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And do not cast me from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressions your way, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud all of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall come forth, uh, show forth with praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or I would give it. You do not take uh, delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. I know that's long, but I want you to understand something. That is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture of freedom in Christ. He says, against God and God alone have I sinned. That's the key that we have to understand. When we mess up, when we fail, when even our past before cross and after the cross, if you mess up, you have to understand that it's against God and God alone that you sin. Now understand, on the horizon, there will be other people that may be involved. Make it right with a brother and sister, but also make it right with God. Make it right with God. Because a lot of people today say, well, I make it right here, but God can just get over it because I'm under grace. You are under grace, But my friend, there is a relationship that has been severed. Isaiah 59, 2 says this, but your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Understand something. A broken spirit is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. There's a big difference between a broken spirit and a shameful spirit. You understand? A shameful spirit says, God can't love me. A broken spirit says, I've messed up, but my God loves me. He still chases after me. He still wants relationship with me. But my sin has separated that. So God, I confess to you that my sin, and I ask you to cleanse me and wash me and make me white as snow so that I will be worthy to come into your presence. That is a broken spirit, a broken heart, a broken and contrite heart. What breaks God's heart should break my heart. I'm going to say that again. What breaks God's heart should break my heart. See, I'm afraid today, man, it doesn't break our hearts. It's just like sometimes when I see us, even sometimes in the church, even the church, that we're like in God's face with the way we live. It's like we walk around and our T-shirt says, God, you can get over it. Listen, I understand grace and I'm grateful for it, but it is not a license to sin. 
Paul says, what shall we do? Just keep on sinning? No. Listen, your mindset is that you can just keep on sinning. You may check your salvation at the door. You may not understand that you're even saved. You may not be born again. The Spirit of God may not be living inside of you because the Spirit of God and the presence of God does not enjoy sin. And so if you can habitually just live in sin and not feel bad about it, you might want to check your ace card to make sure it's not a joker card because you might not be saved. Because I've sat with people that said, well, God can just get over it and I'm under grace. No, God cannot get over it. And yes, you are under grace. And I'm saying something. If you wasn't under grace, he'd probably burned your butt up already. All right? Listen, I, I, I love the New Testament. That's a beautiful thing. He don't talk about fire and wrath as much. But the Old Testament, you got to understand something. The Old Testament is that's the same God. There's not two different gods there. It's the same God. And, and sin's a big deal, okay? And, and, and against God and God alone did David sin. And David had to come to terms with the fact that he did do that in God's eyes. And then he said, God, all the stuff that I could do for you, all the stuff that I could bring to you, all the sacrifices that I could make in honor of you will not do it for you because the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Ask yourself one simple question this morning. Does the things that break God's heart break your heart? Do the things that break God's heart break your heart? They should. And when they break your heart, ask God to cleanse your heart. Ask for forgiveness. Stand up like a warrior for the king or a daughter of the king and walk proudly as a king's kid. Repentance is a gorgeous thing. It's a gorgeous thing. It's a, it's a 180 turn, okay? You're turning it. You were going the wrong way. You were living in a way that was not honoring God. You know you're born again. You know you're saved. You know the Spirit lives in you because conviction comes when you live that life, okay? When you do it, you're convicted. So you know it. So you've sinned against God, confessed to God, turn 180, walk the other way, and never look back. And when you do that, the Father just lavishes, lavishes, lavishes his love and forgiveness on you, okay? Sin must taste bad, and the love of the Father must taste good. But don't go swim in sin just so you can feel the love. Just walk in that love and quit swimming, quit swimming in that sin. What, God, what David is saying here is what we need to get. When you take find freedom and you break it down and you, and you put a bow on that, okay, and wrap it. That is it. A broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Do the things that break God's heart break your heart. They've got to break your heart. They've got to break your heart. I want you to look at another story. Go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 7, look at verse 3. Some of you will be familiar with this story, some of you will not. 2 Kings 7 verse 3, now there were four lepers 
men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, I will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. But if we sit here, we'll die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. Verse 5, and they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord caused the army of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses and a noise of great army. And so they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled out at twilight, left their camp intact, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when the leopards came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into the tent and ate and drank and carried on silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. And they came back and entered the other tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. And they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. And we remain silent. If we wait until morning, till some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, we went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied and tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. He said, why in the world would you read that story? Well, let me tell you something. That's a funny dang story. Here's what's going on. These guys are outside the city, okay? And they are absolutely just going to be left to die, okay? And they look at each other and they go, look, dude, we can sit here and die. We go in there and die. What's the point? The bookends are set. Let's just, hey, I'd rather try. So they get up and they start going to the city. There's a famine but the Syrian army, they got all the grub. They got all the stuff, all right? So as they're walking, all of a sudden, they don't hear anybody. They're thinking they're going to get gunned down, killed, massacred. I mean, they think it's going to be ugly. But they don't hear nothing. It's quiet as a mouse. And they walk in. And they realize, man, they left. They left. God caused them to hear noises. The Syrians thought that an army was coming. They thought a hundred horses were coming. They thought thousands of men were coming. They thought they were going to get slaughtered. They run. They leave everything tied up, horses, food, gold, silver, everything. So they come, and I'm going to tell you right now, all you can eat buffet by God. They just started eating, all right? They couldn't stand it, man. Guilt just came over them. This is not right. We're doing wrong, man. We got to go tell somebody. We can't eat all this food. So they go and tell everybody else. Everybody else goes and parties, all right? Listen to me. Here's what happens with freedom sometimes. Jesus sets you free at the cross. You're free indeed. And now you try to walk in freedom. And you got this past hanging over you. And the enemy says, God can't use you. God can't, you can't. He can't do that in you. And you're like, oh, man, he set me free, though. I should tell my story. No, don't tell nobody. Don't tell anybody. You don't want to tell anybody because they won't believe you. 
They're going to think bad about you. They're going to talk about your kids. They're going to talk about your husband. They're going to talk about your wife. You're going to get fired from work. They're going to think you're a terrible person. Don't tell nobody. So he says, the enemy says, won't you just sit right here and die? They said, well, no, no, no. I'm I'm free. I'm free. I should walk in freedom. Well, you can try to walk over there, but you go over there, they're going to kill you over there too. So you just ought to die. But now something inside of you says, no, you've been redeemed. You've been bought by the lamb. A price was paid for you. Your past can't speak no more. You can't speak no more. You get up and you walk to freedom. You walk, you tell your story, you sing your song, you go. Well, what if they kill me? What if they don't accept me? What if they don't like me? What if they reject me? What if this, what if that, what if this, what if that? Get up and move. Get up and go. And when you feel that spirit says, you've been set free, girl, you gotta go. You've been set free, man. You gotta walk in that. Mark and Heather said, we've been set free. We gotta walk in that. We gotta tell our story. We know we gotta tell our story. We're gonna go tell our story. What if they fire Mark? We won't have no house. We won't have electricity. What if Jeff doesn't like Mark anymore? Who cares? I love Mark more. But you gotta tell your story. Too many times the enemy tries to tell you what if and we're paralyzed. We don't move. We don't go anywhere. But see, God's already went for you. He's went before you. He's quieted all the critics. He said all the people won't speak. They all will accept you. They all will love you. They all will be proud of you. They will clap for you. You will sing your song. I will feed you like I've never fed you before. You'll be set free. You just got to go. But we don't go. We don't go. And delayed obedience can be disobedience. You've been times where God has said, prick your heart, go, make that right. Go, walk in freedom. Go, walk in freedom. Go, walk in freedom. Tell your story. Tell your kids. No, I don't want to tell my kids. They may repeat me. No, they're not going to repeat you. They might if you don't tell them. But you got to be set free, but you got to walk in freedom. So many times, man, we, put, we don't go when we're supposed to go. Now, listen to me. When I say delayed obedience is disobedience, I want you to understand something. That doesn't mean it's always disobedience, okay? There's been several times, my wife can account to this, there were three different occasions that she felt the Holy Spirit convict her about salvation, and she talked God out of it or delayed it. At 26, she said yes, okay? Now, here's the problem with that. She took a really big risk those three times, hoping she'd get to 26, or there was 26. Because if you don't come up right there, you don't ever get that chance. Some of you in this room said, I know what I need to do. I know I've been set free. I know I need to walk in that freedom. I know that God has pricked my heart about walking in freedom in this area. I know I need to be set free in this area. I know I need to believe God in this area. Listen to me. If he's pricked your heart, he's prepared your path. Do you understand that? If he is leading you to go do that and walk in that, he's already taken care of all the voices of condemnation along the way. What you think is going to be voices a booing you will be an absolutely beautiful Super Bowl parade for you. They will honk horns and clap for you. You don't even know it. 
Because many times when people obey God like that, people they don't even know clap and cheer for them, okay? And what happens is when you go in freedom and tell your freedom story, all the other people that have been sitting on their freedom stand up and walk in freedom themselves. See, your freedom can set them free. See, they didn't want to go. Why? Well, they could just sit here and die or they could go there and die. The problem is they weren't going to die there. God said, I've already taken care of that. All you got to do is walk, go, go, go in freedom. God spoke and they rose up and went. That's beautiful. If God speaks to you about walking in freedom and going and being free in an area, you got to go. You just got to go. Don't miss out on that obedience. Don't delay it because there's blessing. I want you to go to Matthew's gospel. Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 9. Go to verse 27. Matthew 9, 27. This is a story of Jesus. He uh, heals these two blind men, but I want you to see this encounter first. Verse 27 says this, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. See, some people are really big on the red writings in their Bible. You meet those people? I share people stories in the Bible, and they go, well, that's in black. Well, what's your point? Well, Jesus didn't say that. Okay, bless your heart. So I want you to understand something. This is in red if it helps you, okay? Some of you might need that, okay? I don't know that you do, but just in case. Listen to the question. Do you believe, it's important, that I, right source, can do this? Do you believe I can do this? Let me say this to you. Some of you can't wait for me to get off find freedom. You're like, in about seven more minutes, he'll never say that word again, and I'll survive. <laughs> and I'll still have it. It'll be my little pet, and I'll take it out and pet it, and I'll put it back in the box, and no one knows I got it. You're killing yourself. Deuteronomy 30, Jesus says, I put before you life and death, blessing or curse. Choose life. Choose life so all your descendants can experience life. See, each one of us, Jeff included, have a this. You know, you got a this. I got a this. You don't know what my this is, all right? God knows what my this is. God, I know that you can help me with this. I believe you can. I know you can, and I trust that you will. See, all of us in here have a this that we need to set free from. 
It could be as simply as one coach in one seventh grade year talking about how scrawny your legs are. All right? I had bird legs. I couldn't squat nothing. All right? Nothing. I did this. I was a beautiful V. All right? I could squat from now to Jesus comes back and I'd still have small legs. I have small feet, small legs, and people are like, you have small feet falling. I know that. I, they're mine. All right? but, but listen to me. Some of you have heard words from someone that have crushed you, and that's been your this for a long time. Some of you have a past that you know is there. You hate you made those things. You hate you did those things, but that's your this. Some of you have 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 this. All of us have a this, and they're all different. In a way, we all need to walk in freedom in this. But you don't get up because you're worried that someone might know what your this is. But can I set you free today? All of us have a this. If all of us do an invitation move at the same time, no one's going to know what our this is. If no one moves to an invitation, no one's going to know what your this is. What I'm saying is quit worrying about someone finding out what your this is and understand that everybody's got a this but they don't know what it is. So if God moves you to move in this, just know that all they know is it's this. And they don't know what it is. So don't go, I wonder if they know my this. They don't know what your this is. They don't know what it is. But you need to be set free from this because that four-letter word is powerful in your life. And you know what it is. It has held you back forever forever. And it still plays a part in your life. Even if you're 62, it's still a voice about this. Can I tell you something? You can die there or you can move and die. But guess what? You can sit here and I guarantee it's a hundred percent chance you'll die. But you know what? If the Holy Spirit says, you got to go take care of this. Well, what if they know what my this is? They don't know what your this is. They got a this. They don't know. They're guessing. But what if God, which he probably has, already went before you to handle that this? But you don't want to get up because you're afraid they might know you're this. But what if you say, you know what? I can die here with this or I can move and maybe die here with this. I'm still going to have the this no matter what. But if you get up from this and you follow God, he might quiet everybody's opinion of your this, and your this may be set free forever, and they may never know, and they may come to believe. Psalm 40 says, many will see, many will hear, and many will put their trust in what? Him. Why? Because you were big enough to say, this is my this. I've overcome this, and I'm walking in freedom in this, and this has set me free. You see what I mean? You can die here. Guarantee you. You can take it to the grave. But just in case you wanted to walk in freedom of this, you could get up and walk. And what you think is probably going to be death over here, guess what? Might turn into a buffet. Might turn into lamb chops and pork chops and ribeyes and all kind of stuff. Them cats were over here. They were sleeping outside under the starlight. They came over here, and there was tents. You know what people really love about tents? I really love a tent that's already set up. It says that the tent's already set up. That's a sweet tent. 
It's like, cool. You know what's probably in that tent? A pill and a sleeping bag. Because when they thought that army was coming, they didn't grab nothing. They didn't grab the picture of their wives. They took off, all right? Listen to me. You want freedom? We all got this. Don't act like you don't have a this. Look at your neighbor and go, you got this, don't you? You do got a this. I know you had a this. I can smell your this. I knew you had a this, all right? You got a this. Don't pretend you don't. He came to set us free from our this. Uh, he knew we were going to have thises. So listen to me. Do you believe that I can do this? Because what you do, guess what? Answers that question. You say, well, I don't have to answer. Oh, yeah? Not to do is to do. Not to move is to move. Not to follow is to follow. Not to obey is to obey. Making sense? So you say, well, I, if I don't do anything, uh, they can't tell if I obeyed or not because I'm like I was. Well, if you are like you are, you still got your this. And he came to set you free from this. So you need to get up off this and move so you'll be free from this. Does that make sense? Don't sit there. You'll die anyway. 100% guarantee you're going to die with this. But if you get up and you move, guess what? You could be set free from this and walk in freedom. And people around you will be set free. When I drove to my dad's shop and walked in, and my dad's sitting on a Coke bottle bench. Remember those old wooden Coke bottle crates that the bottles used to come in? That's what my dad said on the paint. So he's painting a sign, freehand, old school. And when I walked in and I told my dad, I, I, I just came in for 45 minutes, I just kind of threw up on him on forgiveness. I set myself free and I drove back to college. And it was a ways after that. But about five years later, my dad on a jail cell floor prayed to receive Christ. And he told me after the fact, that day you came to me is the reason I'm here today. It took me a while to get there, but finally I got so sick of myself at 48 years old, I gave, myself, I gave my life to Christ. You see, I was waiting on the lost 48-year-old man to come to me. I had my disses backwards. See, this right here is where I was. I wanted to find freedom, but I said, God, he can come to me. God's like, he not, he not coming. Well, I'm the son. He's the man. He's a deacon. He ought to come. He not coming. He not coming. Well, I want him to come. He needs to come because I'm having a hard time hearing the Spirit of God because he's kinking my hose. I, I, he's killing me. No, you kink your own hose because you won't let him go. Jeff, he's not coming. You got to go. Well, he's 99% wrong. I'm 1%. 99 Trump's one. Uh, you need to get your 1% and go. So finally, I swallowed my pride and went to my dad. And when it did, it set me free. And later, it set my dad free. Some of you are sitting on your this because you're afraid if you say you're this, people are going to laugh at you. People are going to reject you. We all got thises. You got to gotta understand that you got to believe God enough that he wants to set you free so you can walk in freedom. And this morning, when you move from your this to find freedom in your this, mm, that's why you move for freedom, my friend. And you'll walk in that freedom. So the choice is yours.
I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. The leopards looked at each other and said, we could sit here and die. <laughs> we could go here and they might kill us there too. But what they did not know is what you and I don't know. God wouldn't call you if he didn't have greater for you. If God is saying, now is the time, believe me for your this, be set free and walk in freedom. Don't sit there any longer. Get up and move because you are walking in obedience to God. And when you're obedient to God, you'll be blessed by God. This morning, if you're looking for a church home, great church home, come and join this morning. If you need to be set free, I mean really set free. Walk in freedom. Don't worry about your this. We all got this. They won't know what your this is if you get up because we all got this. We didn't name a this today. We didn't name one. So the this is all on the table. Walk in the freedom. If you're sitting here today, you said, Pastor, mm, I got it this. And I believe you can do it. But mine starts at the cross. I'm not born again. I'm not saved. I'm not saved. I know I'm not saved. I am not born again. That's my this. This morning, you come. You come and meet him. He'll change you and make you new just like that. Father, this morning, during the invitation time, my prayer is that we all in this room realize that all of us have thises. We believe you, that you can do this and that we experience freedom and walk in freedom today. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 